Hi everyone, my name is Wayne Heath and welcome to Conversations with Clubright, a podcast about sharing my experiences as an ex-gym owner and current business owner. We're at a really exciting time where the UK fitness and wellness market is worth over £20 million. So now really is a great time to start thinking about what you can do to make things better, or even starting your own fitness business if you don't already have one. We talk about topics from retention and driving membership sales all the way through to improving processes in your club and even interviewing the occasional guests. So get yourself comfortable and let's get on with the podcast. So guys, myself, Wayne and Neil here back to talk to you about some interesting things about what's happened in the world of clubs and uh, subject we want to go over today is, we hear it typically, a new gym has opened up down the road. Yeah. What do I do? It's even worse if they drop their prices. It is. It yeah. could be even worse if they drop their prices. And is it really a price-led business or is it... What do you think, Neil? I mean, we're talking about price. Let's go with that as a the first talking point. No, that's a good point. I mean, obviously, going back to the, that first point, though, is is when you know someone's opening a gym, it's yeah. trying to maybe do your research, find out who they are, what yeah. they're going to be doing. Um, have they opened before? Is there any history to that? Yeah. And try and almost, I suppose, get onto their newsletter waiting yeah. list and, and, and register and, and try and be involved in everything they're doing so you're always one step ahead. Yeah. Then you can start to find yourself where they're fitting in against obviously what your model is. Yeah. I think that's the key thing, isn't it? It's, it's trying to find is are they trying to copy you exactly? And if they are, then what's going to happen there? Exactly. If it's down to price, then, then do you need to up your game? Um, do you need to follow suit? Do you think it's a good idea to slash your prices as well? Well, yeah. Meet, match them. What and that's the whole point, isn't it? It's not necessarily because if you've now, like we've discussed in other uh, podcast discussions, is that you've you set your stall out, and you've got your rent, you've got your staff, you've got all these fixed costs. Yeah. Now you know what that was from the beginning, um, but this gym down the road has just kind of scuppered the whole world. And so, how are we going to change all this? We're going to lower the price, and it's it's so easy to get drawn into that price-led mentality, um, and maybe forget the value that you offer to a customer yes um, and I, I, I remember many many years ago I, I, I sat on a plane with this bloke who uh, we were talking business and he uh, was telling me that his job was to make a pound more out of every one of his customers that was his only job and I thought well, that's, that's kind of interesting and then he, the conversation went on to say well if we've got a million customers and this guy worked for um, a very large uh, multinational uh, worldwide business and with that large customer base, if he could just increase his spend by a pound, he's going to have a very successful business and a lot more money, Absolutely. which is great. But by the same token, he also turned around and said, well, if you look at it, what does someone put value in? So if you're buying something, um, you need to have real desire to want to buy that service or that product. Great. And it doesn't matter if it's a pound or more. If you don't really want to buy it and you don't design, you don't see the benefits and you joining that club, buying that PC or a car, whatever you're doing in your life, yeah. you're still not going to part with a quid, are you? So there's a part of me that actually thinks prices to a point are most probably irrelevant. So it's more about the, the service, the service offering yeah. and the results that you're going to get them. 
So I suppose what most people find out when they realise the reason why people join the gym in the first place is because they're more than likely not happy with the way they look or feel. Yeah, of course. And therefore, the only reason why they're going to stay is the results they're going to get. So if you're a results-driven business and it's about helping those people get those results, yeah, then it's actually, like you say, the price is part of it is irrelevant. You could, in theory, and I've seen it before, clubs have, say, a, a customer base of 500 members. Yep. A club down the road will then halve their price, if you like, to be a real low-cost model. Uh-huh and they try and follow suit. All they've got to do then is sign up the double amount of people oh, yeah. to make the same money. Yeah. Now, <laughs> where's the logic on that? They've still, got to obviously put, they've still got to pay for the equipment, they've still got to pay the staff and everything. And they've, they've got, got to get to that number much quicker. Yeah. And the thing is, the equipment works out quicker because yeah, it's, it's used more. It's got you more people coming in paying you less. And almost to the fact that people then have to queue for equipment. Yep. Um, they get frustrated. You have to deal with more customer complaints. So actually, it could be, it could work out financially, maybe, but you're then causing yourself a less. It's more li- I think, yeah, like you say, it's more likely to be detrimental. Yeah, I mean, far more likely to be detrimental, and it's the the value that someone puts in what they do. It's about results, and it's, it's kind of interesting you mention that because one of the things we used to have in our gym, we used to call it the wall of success. So we yeah. had this this great big wall, and it, had, it did actually have the words wall of success on it. I always put all our members' results up there. Yeah. And results are why we join a gym. It's not just to belong to a gym. And I do know someone who just minutes. joins just for the membership card and they, they flash it out in their wallet. Oh, really? Now and then, but well, is that because it's a really cool card? <laughs> it must be. They <laughs> <laughs> <I> never go. They <laughs> never go. Just pay 40 quid a month or something. Yeah, I pay a lot of money for this. But I love my card. They <laughs> <laughs> never go. You're right. It's, you know, that results driven ethos is something that. A business can do really well and it keeps people loyal yeah. and it gets people in that habit of two to three times a week which as we all know statistically the more you do that the more likely it is a habit that doesn't get broken and as time goes on in a real short space of time you've actually built an exceptionally solid business without the need for changing your price structure because your customer believes there's value in what you provide. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a, a flip side to what I was just saying about the example of that club dropping their prices to match that mm-hmm. competitor. I've also seen it where people have gone the reverse and gone looked at it and thought, well, if they want to take all the members that want to pay that 20 quid a month yeah, or yeah, 15 yeah. quid a month, I'm going to go at more of a high market. And what they've done then is they've actually doubled their own existing membership price. Of course. Changed their whole ethos. So they increased their own members, current members. Yeah. To oh, okay. half, well, to double the price to what it was before. Fair play. They actually then only need half the number of members that they used to have yeah, to yeah. make the same money still. Exactly. They work less. Yeah. And joking aside, the, every now and then I get a message off this gym owner saying, I'm bored, do you need any help or any leads? <laughs> and it's quite funny. There's a, there's a bit of a, you know, a bit of banter there, but you can see exactly where they're coming from. Yeah. You know. So going back to that, I mean, I think that, that, that's really important. Because what me. he's done, though, he's, he's built clear value in his proposition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Which kind of... And value for any customer on any product, and obviously we're talking about memberships today because that's our bag, but you know, in general, people will pay money for good service. I mean, another great example, you know, whether we like Apple or not, why are Apple so hugely successful? Yeah. They make the same kind of phone as other manufacturers as well. 
but they get, uh, are able to charge a premium price because it's become a desirable product. Yeah. You know, people talk about that phone because it's an iPhone. You know, they talk about things like that in a really positive, passionate way about a product that they have no ownership of at all, but they are proud to own it. A bit like the guy with the card that doesn't go yeah, to the gym, yeah, yeah. but he's proud of it, right? And I, I think that's there's a lot to be said for that. I suppose it's like with the memberships as well, is when you're looking to sell the memberships to these people, to the marketers, is you could get a message out there. However, today's technology allows you to target people more directly. Yeah, yeah. So you're more along the lines of, right, I want to target people specifically. Uh -huh. um, and I suppose back when you had your gym, I suppose it wasn't as easy as that. No. Then. You know, I it's mean, much it was, easier now. It would be. It was more like putting a pin in a map on yeah. the wall and hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, carry a pigeon. Yeah, yeah, carrier pigeons worked well back in the day. Well, I'm not that old, though. <laughs> but it wasn't far off. <laughs> I think it's, like I say, it's that, that whole element of being able to give someone a, a choice of maybe buying, spending more, if, if, if anything. So rather than following suit to drop your prices and that, it's kind of a, an aspect of going, right, we might only have two membership plans now. We've got yep. a gym only, yep. and we've got a gym and classes membership. Mm -hmm. We've always had them competitor opens up down the road slashes their prices all that you can almost do is go right we'll put a third one in that's more expensive than the other two we'll keep yeah. the two because we know they work of course but we'll actually put more value on that we'll probably give an extra couple of pt sessions a yeah. month there's like a bolt on yeah of course it is or four pt sessions a month because then you're offering something different maybe to what they can provide yeah. so you, you look at your skills you've got in your own club the things and the features that they can't do mm. and really maximise them. It's like, you know, you look at you know, McDonald's, you know, we upsize and make it large. Yeah. And you go to Costa Coffee or a coffee shop, pay an extra 30p for an extra shop because you want more of a caffeine hit or whatever the case may be. It's, people are happy to spend more. And Absolutely. I think it's, it's all about making sure you have a price that looks accessible, not overly expensive, not yeah. overly cheap, but accessible. Because sometimes too cheap can look bad as well. No, absolutely. You know, it's not a good thing as well. You know, have you seen that kind of thing happen? Yeah, no, definitely. And I say you're talking about the you know the food side of things is that the the regular and the small was the, the drink yeah. side of things, and then they brought out the the extra large, the super large. What yeah. happened then is the fact that the most people instead of buying the the regular just started buying the extra exactly. large. So actually, suddenly all of a sudden you were making more money just of purely not. off yeah. the fact that you actually offered another choice. Yeah. So being able to put them into your membership plan choices, exactly, and it's you know typically, you know the the local authority leisure trust market, yeah, for yeah. example, would have swimming pools. You know, when low budget operators come along and they slash the prices and things like that, they've already got an agreement with the council what they're going to be charging their residents, so of they're course. kind of stuck charging yeah, yeah, that. Good point. So what they would do is they would look more along the lines of the well, what can we do that they can't? So it's all about the swimming lessons. Mm. So you've probably seen that there's more swimming lessons in local authority pools now, and so they've maximised on that part of it. Yeah. Um, so that's what you know. Obviously, just the gym owners do is look at their own business, see all the things that they can do better than their competition, yeah. and then push that forward more as a, a sale. And if you talk about looking at your own business, something that um, I did in uh, my business on two occasions actually. And the reason we did it was that it pretty much a similar thing. You know, another gym did open up down the road. And I was all, I'm always wanting to be mindful of my competitors. As long as I'm mindful of my competitors, I can always see where I could position myself. 
So first thing I, I did was say, okay, these are however many members I had at the time. These are yep. all the members I've got. So those members love my business. So and I need to now speak to those members to find out why they like my business. And of course, then I can try to find more like-minded members. Yeah. Because that's quite a challenge. So we actually did go out to the marketplace in Romford, where the gym was at the time, with our smart car, all branded up. So you had the name of the business very clearly. You couldn't miss a smart car at all. And literally started stopping people to have a chat. I'm still waiting for my uh, club light. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, we have to work on that. Bright orange. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Logo down the side of it. it. <laughs> but that car drew people in. And then we can have conversations with people. But what we were doing is basically trying to find out why they do what they do locally. But using the knowledge we had of our existing members to say, well... We know the type of customer we're looking for. We know the type of people who would like to look at maybe joining our club because all we wanted to do was pretty much mirror the same kind of customer, just get more of them. And would you say a referral would be a really good way of doing something like that? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, referrals are all about <clears throat> loyalty. Um, I've come against the um, winner. You know, we talk about competitors, but you know, a competitor gym opening locally to launch a referral program would be really awesome because if you haven't got one, if you then start speaking to all your existing members to say have a referral program of, and I wouldn't advocate this, it's up, it'd be up to everyone what they do, but sitting there saying, all oh, right, if you get five members, you'll get this. Well, the best one in the world, that ain't going to happen. Yeah. If you ask all your members to introduce at least one person. Yeah, an introduction, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it then becomes a potentially an achievable goal. And I go, actually, yeah, I've got a friend yeah. that I wouldn't mind introducing. Yeah. Now, of course, if that friend has seen the advertising and marketing about the new gym down the road, suddenly you've got their ear, haven't you? Yeah. No so course. it's a very good way, as you mentioned, referrals, to combat another club opening because you can grab those people through their friends. And I say with referral schemes and things that people talk about, you know, where do you sit, see the value of knocking money off memberships for referrals or would you suggest giving gifts or value that way or something extra to the member? In? So I've got a really good, interesting story about referral gifts. So I've never, ever been a believer in giving away money. The reason is... I know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and I suppose the reason you hate you that. Yeah. But... The, point, the problem with giving away money is that you start off with, I don't know, a £25 Marks and Spencer voucher, for example. Yeah. Then you go, oh, well, the 25 quid. Oh, that's the reason it didn't work. I'll raise it to 50 quid. And the 50 quid didn't work. Or you sold a few more. But uh, what you start to look at is that the value of what someone's been given isn't the reason they referred them. They referred them because they wanted their friend to benefit from the great place that you provide. Yeah, of course. So offering money off... I very quickly learned was a bad move. So what we then did, uh, do you remember the t-shirt story? I do, yeah. yeah. T-shirts, this, and it's dirt cheap, right? So what we did, we had a load of t-shirts with the company's name on the front with different colours that our members could buy. But there was one t-shirt, they couldn't buy, the black, black one, that's black. it, the one. I remember so the, the black one. I do listen to you Exactly, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so the, or the, the old anecdotes, but this black t-shirt, no one could buy. It wasn't available for sale. The only way you could get it is if you referred a friend to join. Okay. So when that T-shirt was being worn to the gym, because people proudly wore that, because I only had one because no one else had one. Yeah. People knew to, noticed that. 
and it was really worked superbly well and cost me absolutely nothing. Yeah. This is a subconscious thing, yeah. isn't it? It's like, I want that t-shirt because it's, it's just not readily available. Exactly. Yeah. It was that desire to have something that someone else can't get their hands on, not the value of that t-shirt. The value of the t-shirt to that person that could have been hundreds of pounds, just if you put it into pounds, shillings and pence if you wanted to do that. But it was more about kudos, the sheer fact that they had it, no one else did, and everyone else in the club knew why they had it, actually kind of fueled that whole referral thing. So it's kind of interesting you bring that up because it's a great way of pushing back to get people against the competitor that potentially opens up down the road that tries to under, underprice you. And with regards to maybe a, a new gym opening up down the road, what do you think? Do you think it's a good idea to maybe do some offers or a special annual membership at your club to take those people out the market before they're even open? Yeah, I mean, kind of a good idea. It's kind of getting the your story out there, the fact you're there through the referrals, like we mentioned, through offers, yeah. because of course, yet again, you kind of go back to the old story about how many coffee shops do you need in a high street? Yeah. Well, they're all busy. They've all got an offering. You know, some people like Costa, some people prefer Starbucks, and never the twain will meet. A bit like Apple and Android. You know, it's exactly that kind of scenario. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, to get people out there and start making that work, I don't think there's an issue with that. And one of the things I used to thoroughly enjoy, I mentioned that smart car earlier, but the amount of times I used to park in a car park right outside Virgin Active. It was great. I had hours of fun doing that because. No one could say anything to me. That car no, was parked there, very close, and did a perfect bit of marketing for me when it was parked there all day. Yeah. Cheeky, but hey-ho. <laughs> <laughs> no, fair play. Um, I don't know if we wanted to wrap stuff up from this. Yeah, point, I think honest. in many respects, if you look at what we talked about is, is value. I think that's really, really important, is that it's not about price. It's about the value that you offer your customer. Yeah. That's the reason they want to be with you, there is no other reason. You know, price is not the be-all and end-all. I think we're not sure if it's you or me, but mentioned the fact that as long as it's an affordable and perceived to be good value, yeah. neither too high nor too low. Uh, you made a very good point of saying, well, actually, your client put prices up. Yeah, it's definitely an option. Or if you're not going to put the up the prices up for all your plans, have that membership plan that is more. Yep. Because naturally people will want to have yeah. the new and the exciting or the extra thing. And you probably can give that PT session a month or a couple of PT sessions a month as part of that package. Yeah, totally. Because then it's just an easy way of just, in theory, doubling your, your membership. Totally. Um, I think the other thing is knowing your customer. Yeah. Uh, knowing your customer is vital because then you can find more of those people. And you could target anybody, but say if they come in, and they're not the right person for your gym, yeah. and they don't get on, and they go, what damage could they do outside talking to other people? No, it's it's almost right. like you want to target the right people to get them in, and then they just stay because yeah. they want to. You want to have advocates yeah. for your business, yeah. and an advocate will refer people, get the black t-shirt, and do all the great things that you want them to do, uh, to grow your business in a very, believe it or not, that's the other thing, in a really affordable way. Because yeah. you're actually not blowing loads of money out on a marketing budget yeah, you're actually doing things that cost very little but are very very powerful okay. and I think the thing is to I guess to summarize is that we all worry about 
you know, gyms opening up in our town. But I'll tell you one thing, people don't open up a business without thinking about it. Yeah. And if you've got, you know, the big the big places, you could argue about supermarkets as another great example. Audi and Lidl and all these other companies, they don't go and spend a load of money unless they think there's a market there. All you've got to do is say what well, how much of that market do I want in my gym yeah. and go out the way go out of your way to get it. Yeah, definitely. Oh, that's been a great chat, mate. Enjoyed that. So uh, hopefully you guys did. And we look forward to chatting to you about more thought-provoking ideas again in the future, yeah? Yeah, thank you. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We want to help as many business owners as we can in this podcast. So remember to share it with your friends and let us know what topics you would like us to talk about next. See you next time.